Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1, that's what I just said. She just jumps in on me all the time. Good morning to you. It is BS in the morning, and I am... Excuse me. Did I cough? I am S. You did cough. Oh my God! Are you going to head for the hills now? You're going to, you know, you know, you're not going to be across the counter with me here at the studio. So because of the fact that I just coughed, <laughs> um, we're fine. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> Listen to you. Um, I have one of these crazy things where I've had this cough for what about a year and a half now, and gone to the doctor, and he says it's my allergies. Because I don't have it, it in the winter. Could very well be. I don't have it in the winter. It's not, you know, in the winter when everybody else is coughing, I'm not coughing. But somebody's going to say, well, it's winter right now. Okay, whatever. So are you on like a Zyrtec or something? Oh, no, I'm better. I'm on a stool. What? I'm on a stool. I don't even understand what that means. Stool, S-T-O-O-L. I'm on I a stool. I know what a stool is, Brad, but what does that have to do with it? What we're talking about? Well, you asked me if I'm on a Zyrtec. No, I don't. I'm not on a Zyrtec. I'm on a. I'm on a stool. That's where I do the show in the morning. I sit on my oh. stool. It's going to be one of those mornings, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you. Why would I sit on a Zyrtec? A little tiny thing. You know, you can hardly even feel it, right? I mean, I. You know, I'm a big guy. You know. <laughs> okay. 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 It's none of my business. Okay. But I'm if de- you're like other men, yeah, you all don't go to the doctor. Oh, I do go to the doctor. Yeah, I go to the doctor. I'm debating. Yesterday, I saw a pretty funny video. Okay, I saw a video. I guess it looked like some kind of a warehouse club, BJ's or Costco. It wasn't a local, and um, or, you know, or a Sam's Club or something like that. And the lady is taking a video of another lady in the store who's wearing, guess what, on her face? What? A scuba diving mask. <laughs> You know, the, she have the flippers too. No, she just had the scuba. Was she in the neoprene bodysuit? Well, well, she didn't. She didn't have the air tanks. She just had like you know, like she had one of the the you know the the face masks that you'd wear like with the scuba tanks. You know, like one of the big. You know, you, some of them are small, but there's some of them that are like big. You know, yeah. And it had like the tube coming out the side where you tap into your. Your, you know, your air, air tank. But, yeah, but there was nothing there, and she, and it's like, okay. So I'm still debating. Matter of fact, I have it sitting right here because of the fact I kidded about it on the air a couple weeks ago. I still have my. Hello, can you hear me, Shelley? I have my uh, my my 3M uh, expensive respirator with the dual. Like what are they called? The dual nose pieces or whatever. And yeah. I'm using, and what's really interesting about it is I'm using the the 2097 filter uh, cartridges, which uh-huh. are hot pink, just like our logo of Westplex 107.1. So I'm. You de- did that on purpose because you wanted to mixy match. That's right. Are you? Are your levels real low? Are you, I'm, I got you cranked up all the way, and I can barely get a level on you. <laughs> You've never been able to get a level. No, I mean, but see, I haven't touched anything since yesterday. So, so if if it's on your end, because I'm 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 as far as I can go. I can't get any more level out of you. You're it. Well, am I not talking loud enough? No. Can you talk? Are you have you changed something? Have you you know? No, I'm not talking into my Nord. I changed um, microphones the other day because I was not. It wasn't grounding. Okay. Well, you should. you are like there. And I'm gonna see if I can do anything on my end. Talk a little bit. Okay. How was your day yesterday, Brad? Fine, Shelley. It was great. I'm living <laughs> the dream. <laughs> Listen to you. You know, I read a bunch. Of, you know, I, I, maybe this is the problem we all have. We have too much news available to us, and we read all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, how glad I am I don't live in San Francisco. Why? Oh, you haven't heard about this. There's a lot of stuff I haven't heard about. They're they're on they're on total lockdown. Who is? San Francisco. What does that mean to me? You're not allowed to leave your house. Are is are they one of like one of the huge locations? Well, San Francisco's a pretty big city. I mean, but the mayor No, 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 no. I mean for the virus. I I don't know. I you know, I mean 
I get what people are saying, and I don't want to get accused of, well, you're not taking this seriously like I've been accused of. I, You know, once again. Well, just by that little snide little voice you had, you are taking it seriously. What do you mean I'm not taking it seriously? I, I, I really think that this is overkill in a lot of things. And I think that like when you, because here's the problem. That's, I think the toilet paper is overkill. I mean, the media put that little <coughs> little thing in everybody's mind oh, but and you, then bloom well, and you're, blam. You're, and, you're not going to believe what happened last night. You found a roll of toilet paper? Well, no, no. Normally, normally, I, you know, if I if I order a pizza, I go pick it up. You know what I mean? I'm one of those guys. Oh, that, you, did you have to do curbside? No, 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 no. I I ordered delivery last night, but when the guy took my my uh, my order, he said, you know, when he, and he, and I told him what I wanted, you know, all the stuff and the whole bit, and then he, you know, then he read the price back to you. Okay, that's going to be, you know, what he said to me. What? Okay, that's going to be three rolls of toilet paper. Was he serious? I was. It's a joke. Get it? Ha uh, ha. Oh. A joke. <laughs> he's. Why do you do that to me? You know how I am. He's going to charge me toilet paper instead of money because you know you can get money. You can go to an ATM and get money. You can go to the bank and get money if you have money in your account. Uh, but you can't go to the store yeah, and get that. toilet paper. It's and and still, I scratch in my head on that one. Like I don't quite understand that unless people are using it for masks. And oh my God, I, there's all sorts of crazy videos. If you if you're on TikTok, there's all sorts of crazy toilet paper videos. They show you how to uh, properly fold toilet paper to make the most out of your roll. To properly fold it? Yes. There's, there's, I mean, it's like a joke, but you're supposed to, you know, like take two sheets off and you're supposed to, you know, take, you know how sometimes if you ever watch people like they do origami paper folding, they're, they're they're doing like that with toilet paper. Now here's the proper way to, you know, fold your toilet paper for proper use. You know, so in other words, the idea being is you're supposed to fold it in a certain way and you use less of the toilet paper. Which is like, and then, and it's funny, I heard, I heard on a talk station yesterday, I heard, you know, one of the hosts say, well, you know, I'm not worried about toilet paper because, you know, everybody's talking about toilet paper. I just buy the, uh, I buy the, you know, you go in the store and there's lots of tissues there. And then a plumber calls up, yeah, don't use those tissues, they clog up your drain. Which to a certain extent is true. Because tissues don't, you know, toilet paper is designed to essentially just sort of like fall apart when it gets wet and uh-huh. goes through your septic system or your sewer system or whatever you have, um, but yet the and that's why that's why they well, always. What about those baby wipes? They're you know, just like oh, you're um, not, no, those are you're not supposed to put those through your toilet. Not even though they say they're flushable. Talk to a plumber; they'll tell you every single nope. Don't put them in your toilet because can the, you even find a plumber? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can find I plumbers. I mean, they are um, they're a specialty company that sometimes it's hard to get a hold of on friday afternoons anytime friday afternoons you know i have i have in my little roll rolodex pretty much some someone that i like know and trust that i would refer to yeah refer out right i do not have a plumber i thought you don't you have a plumber in one of your leads groups no no plumbers no plumbers well you know, it's one of those things where, where um, I I I don't know if it's it's you know there's certain certain professions that people sort of take on a certain attitude and sort of certain you know I mean like like cops you know to a certain extent have to be a little bit on the tough side you know because well, they what, do right right so they so they take on that attitude and you know and there's certain things about them you know they're about go go you know i know how to take care of you i'll just give you a dozen donuts you know there's all that kind of stuff um but air traffic controllers have to have a sep- um they they look for one type of personality yeah yeah the shelly personality um i was not an air traffic controller uh but no but the going back to the thing with the plumbers i think they have a certain i i you know don't don't take this the wrong way but oh i would never take it the wrong well, way. well there are certain jobs that guys just sort of they do a certain amount and then they're done you know what i mean i mean they're just like hey you know i mean i know people that that we'll talk about like 
I don't answer my phone before eight o'clock. I never answer my phone after five o'clock. And I'm going like, man, that must be nice. I wish I was in that yeah. kind of a business. Yeah, you know? I'm not that girl. Well, but but once again, I think plumbers take on to a certain extent. The plumbers that I know, they sort of take on an attitude. Eh, you know what? You know, you're going to pay us a hundred dollars an hour, and we'll get there when we get there, and we'll take our time just fixing stuff. You know. Well, if anybody knows of a plumber that they like, know, and trust, send them my way. I got a drain guy. You do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, matter of fact, and this is what's interesting. The, 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 new, the new thing, when I had a drain stop up about a year and a half ago, and I called probably six or seven different companies. Like, well, now, I had someone coming out for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 350 bucks. Okay, and and okay. and it was like a little bit on the expensive side, and to the point where I, for three hundred fifty dollars, I was debating going to Home Depot and buying the machine, which you can buy for like four hundred fifty bucks, because that way the next time it happens, I'll just do it myself. And the first yeah, time, I, 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 you know what? And for some reason, I just kind of knew that you would do that. Well, I didn't do it because I know but... someone referred to me a text number, and they go. Text this guy, and somebody will show up in two hours and do it for a hundred dollars. And I'm going like, no way. And I texted the number. Didn't that concern you? No, just a little bit. Not at all. I texted the number. Guy texts back, you know, and says, "Where are you?" And I said, "Such and such and such and such." It was near the end of the day. He says, "I don't know if I can get you a guy there in an hour, but if you can wait two hours, I promise I'll have a guy there by five o'clock." It was like four four fifteen in the afternoon. Five fifteen hour later, guy shows up. Show him where the cleanouts are. Grabs his, you know, his his tools, his, you know, his electric snake, the whole bit. Zoom, 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 zoom. Ten minutes later, done. And I give him a hundred bucks, and he's a happy guy, and he leaves. I mean, it was like it was like. Damn. So you never called his name. You just have his text number. Yeah, I just have a text number. Just some some, and I, I looked the number up. I you know I, I looked it up in Google, and it's some plumbing company down in Arnold or something like that. And uh, this guy who came out to me said that he says, and and apparently this guy who is like who, and I'm not going to say for sure, but what this guy does is he just takes like twenty five bucks for every call. So in other words. He, you know, he's got all these plumbers that are like contractors or I don't know what they are, you know, and he just, you know, and, and cause, cause I said, I go, how does this work? Oh, we just owe him percentage of what we make. And I go like, what's percentage? Well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and I says like, you know, like, uh, you know, 75, 25, yeah, close. So for every, everyone he dispatches somebody out to, he makes 25 bucks. So let's say, you know, he's got four or five plumbers out there, you know, and, and, and once again, I know people like this. I know, I know a, a, a specific, a, a specific. You know, matter of fact, you know the guy too. We we met him that day, where he talked about that he's he's got a company where he's doing a certain home service, and I'm not going to necessarily you know tell you what it is, but I think you can sort of figure out what I'm talking about. A couple months ago, we met with him, and he has a particular home service that. He is advertising. This guy's a marketing guy. This guy is not the guy that comes and does the service to your house. All he does is marketing. And he's got all these guys who are like, they do this particular thing at your house, not going to narrow it down, and they don't want to screw with advertising and marketing. They just want to show up. They just want to tell, you know, they want to be told, okay, here's the job. You're going to do this, 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 and this at this house. They show up. They bring their truck. They bring their equipment. They do the job. And they leave. And they don't want to screw with marketing. They don't do want to do with any of that. They just want to be told where to go and do the job and then leave and then be told where to go next. And yet, the crazy thing about it is, remember, he told us about how much money he's making, you know, to the point where he's like making half the money. And he's not doing anything except just marketing and advertising these, these guys that are working for him. They're technically not even working for him. They're just contractors. He's just picking up the phone. You know, you call him and then, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then he calls one of his guys and, you know, you pay him. Let's say, for example, you pay him 200 bucks for this service and he pays 100 bucks to the guy actually coming out. So he's sitting at home, you know, you know making $100 every time somebody calls him. That's actually uh, pretty good, 
pretty good deal. Yeah, what the hell are we doing wrong, right? (laughs) Well, he's like vertically integrated. We're getting up early in the morning and we're talking on the radio and we're doing all this other stuff and we're going to, uh, you know, all sorts of. This is a perk. We're going to, uh, you know, networking events and, 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 you know, and lunch with legislators and and general membership meetings and, and leads groups. Oh, excuse me. We're not doing that anymore. No, it's actually from all the chambers, except for greater. We don't belong to greater. But yes, the Chamber of Commerce is on are airing on the side of caution. Yeah. And uh, they've canceled. Oh, and, and you know what? Pretty they, much any local event. Well, they and, and they've dropped all of it. are canceling and rescheduling. Well, the, the Y the, was having a party on the 21st. The, cha- the chambers They're have rescheduling. The chambers huh? have dropped all their advertising with us and they're advertising on that other radio station. Who? W-I-M-P. Yes, that's who they're with now. Uh, it's 631. <laughs> Westplex 107.1, a little funny. bit of different remix there, 638. It is BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Uh, did you get the text I sent you? Uh, the world's smartest woman gave you a referral on a plumber? I got that. Thank it, you, the world's smartest woman. Now, now, what did you do? Now your level's good again. You're doing something over there. You're just trying to drive me nuts. I told this you I unplugged and plugged back in. Okay, maybe that was it. Okay, I read an interesting article this morning about a new type of lawsuit that's happening called the clickbait defamation lawsuit. You heard about this? I know. I I've, I don't know if what I've heard is what you're talking about, but I I think I know what you're talking about just by the explanation. Well, you want it, me to know, want me to tell you what I think it is? Yeah, go ahead. So you'll sit there and you'll go to like Yahoo page or Gmail page or, or and then they'll have something like, um, like Sophia Loren is saying goodbye for the last time. And then you'll click it and it's actually an advertisement for I, whatever, uh, you know, like for her face or for rejuvenation or something like that. Well, this has to do, this is sort of a high-profile thing. This has to do with a professor of Harvard, at Harvard. He's a Harvard law professor. His name is Lawrence Lessig. And he recently sued the New York Times for what, and it's interesting because he essentially has coined this phrase, clickbait defamation. And he's claiming that a headline misrepresented an interview he gave to the paper. And oh, okay. the idea being wasn't what I thought of it. Well, no, no, well, no. I, I, I know what you're. T- I know what you're talking about with that. What drives me nuts is you see these ads, and see the thing that cr- that cracks me up is the same people who are saying like the the Mark Zuckerbergs and the and the Google. Pe- oh, we are we are scouring our website for advertisers that do not measure up to our standards. And then you, you, like exactly what you said, you click, you know, there's a thing that has a picture of Sophia Loren or something like that. It, oh, it may be the last time you hear from her. And, and you click it. And if it is the story about her, it's about how she's leaving the country and going on a world tour. You know, so in other words, you may not hear from her for like a year or something like that. So in other words, the headline is like drastically, uh, you know, misrepresenting it. And this is in a publication. fogged. No, not necessarily that. This is in a publication mm-hmm. I subscribe to called Editor and Publisher. And this is primarily for the print, uh, uh, you know, the print uh, uh, field. But they're talking about that this professor, and they're talking about that even the New York Times is making their headlines be like super catchy because of the fact that that's the way people are. If you read a headline like, you know, coal production down in the United States, people are going to go like, who cares? You know, (laughs) know, one of those kind of things. But if you read a headline that's like, like a lump of coal could end up in your bathroom, you'd go like, what? How's a lump of coal going to end up in my bathroom? And you click on the story and it talks about how, you know, they're making, you're taking coal and they're making it into air fresheners or something like that. You know what I mean? It's to the point where it's like, you know, you, okay. you know, you're sort of drawn into the thing. How's a, how's a lump of gonna coal, a lump of coal going to end up in my bathroom? <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of lunch of lumps of coal, you know, they used to give that when people, when kids were naughty. And Santa would give him a lump of coal. Used to. I still get it. Huh. <laughs> no, those are bricks. Oh. But um, anyway, so I thought it would be cute if I gave my mill 
uh, a lump of coal. It was so cute. It was like a lump of coal. It was wrapped. It was in this adorable little tin for Christmas. I put it in her stocking. That woman was never so offended in her life. <laughs> because you gave her a lump of coal? <laughs> I gave her other things, but I just thought that she'd really get a what, kick out of this. What did she say to you? Adorable. Did she get mad that at you? wasn't the case. Did she get mad at you? Yes. she cuss you out? No, she was a Southern Belle. She didn't cuss like that. Oh, okay. She didn't cuss like you. She didn't you, talk like me. Oh, okay. So so how long did it last? For years? No. It, it, she harbored it for a couple of years, but we, I mean, we grew past it. But um, I know she still thought about it for a couple of years afterwards. Yeah, but here, here's the problem, though. The next, the next Christmas, instead of giving her a lump of coal, you, shouldn't give, you should have given her a lump of gold, and then she wouldn't be mad anymore. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. See, then she'd go like, well, you know, last year uh, I gave you a lump of coal. And you know what? When you crush that coal even harder, it makes gold. So now I'm giving you a lump of gold. I actually could have done that. But, oh, well, it was one of those things. But I'll go back to we're totally off. You know, we're six degrees of separation from who is that? Kevin Bacon. So let's go back to your original story. Clickbait. Yes. Clickbait defamation. Yes. Yeah. Well, that what they're saying is that they're saying this could be a new trend in journalism because this guy is and you know, and let's say he wins the case against the New York Times. I mean, and 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 you know, and we've all seen it that the headlines that are highly I mean, and to the point where where did it come from? It come it came from primarily the uh, National Enquirer. You know, you'd be in the grocery oh, store. Oh, yes, because that is the voice of reason. Well, no, no, no. The idea being that's how that was their journalistic style, that everything was sensationalized. That like, you know, that you read you, you were standing in line at the grocery store and you read like, you know, space aliens abduct Donald Trump and, you know, and infect him with the COVID-19 virus. And you go, whoa. So, you know, you know and, and, and then you read the story and it's like it's like. It's like, yes, in a new movie plot, you know, that's been suggested to Hollywood. You know, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, in other words, the story is essentially there, but the headline is so, um, <clears throat> shall we say, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just clickbait. I mean, in that respect, it's so in other words, what they're saying is that even the New York Times has resorted because it's all about, it's all about, uh, you know, clicks. That's what it's about. It's all about clicks. So do you do you think that everything that the media is saying is partially, if not all, um, what's the word? True, false, misrepresented? Yes. Well, my experience, and you know firsthand. I mean, there's a lot of embellishment going well, on Well, you, you know firsthand the article that was written about me. Remember that? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Which was so filled with bogus stuff, it wasn't even funny. And and I've had, through the years, I've been interviewed. That's because the stuff that you make public is bogus. No, 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 no. There was other stuff that, that was totally, that never came out of my mouth. And there was stuff in there that was just... And and that's not the first well, time. Well, that was poetic license. No, no, no. I've had this happen before. I've been interviewed in circumstances before, and you know, and I, I, I go, I never said that. And that's to the point where there are a lot of people nowadays that are like public figures and things like that who will who will if they are if they are you know interviewed they will have their own person record it. Not them. Well, no, in other words, whoever, like, let's say it's a TV station shows up to do an interview. They'll have their own person shoot video as well, too, because that where they'll yeah. say, OK, you edited that out of context. Here's exactly what that should have been. Or if in a newspaper article, if they attribute a quote to you, go, I never said that. This is what I said. Here it is. I got the recording, that kind of a thing. You know, yeah, I mean, people, you know, I, I you find me, this is like, this is, we have, we all have personal biases, okay? I don't care who you are. You know, if you see somebody walking down the street and they're dressed a certain way, some people look at that person and go like, oh my God, it's a bomb. And other persons will look at like, oh my God, that's avant-garde fashion. You know what I mean? Everybody has their personal biases that... I look at their eyes, their teeth, and their shoes. Well, with, with, uh, with uh, 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 Post Malone, you look at his... His 
his face and the tattoos. Anyway, the idea being that... That doesn't bother me. I told you. that every, He's self-expressing. Will he regret uh, it when he's... Self-expressing. ...in his 40s and he starts w- wiltering away? Yes, he it will. Is, it happens in your 40s? <laughs> what? Never mind. It's six. He happens to be in the forties. No, I said. I said when you you said he would wilt away in his forties, and I said that happens in your forties, wilting away. Never mind. Yes, it does. That's when it begins. Okay, that's when it all begins. We got to take a break. Six forty-seven. Yeah. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Shelley, I'm Brad? In, I'm in deep trouble. Why? <sighs> you know, I, I bought when uh, I don't know if I put this on my Facebook page. And God, I had all sorts of people make nasty comments. One of the stores, Why? one of the what, stores I shop on at, you? yeah, like back in January, one of the stores I shop at had had Little Debbie's five boxes for five dollars, so a buck yeah. a box. Yeah, I remember okay. that. And I bought like ten boxes. Yeah. I just, I just opened. Well, I not I opened the last box that I have. Last two tiger cakes. That's it. Oh my! I'm down to. I mean, as soon as I eat these this morning, I have no little Debbies here at the studio anymore. None. You are in trouble. None. No little Debbies. Why didn't you take advantage of wherever you were at and they had what a dollar a box? I did. I I bought ten boxes. Oh, but that was back in January. I'm talking. I thought that was no, recently. No, no, no. That was back in January. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm in, I'm in deep trouble. I'm down to my last two. Two tiger cakes, you know? I mean, and, and, and you know... Two tiger cakes. <laughs> okay. They're as close as I can get to my favorite ones, which are not that close. But, you know. And, but, 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 okay, here we go. Okay. I put that stuff on Facebook, to a certain extent, just sort of kid around. And, yeah. And remember the gal who just blew me up? Remember? I do remember her. She <laughs> I mean, was kind of... Uh, I'm, going, I'm going like, I have, in my life... I have never blocked anybody on Facebook until her, because after she blew me up on my post for my little Debbie's, everything I put on there, she's like saying nasty stuff and yeah. and how I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a jerk and I'm a this. I'm going, like, who is this woman? I have no idea who she is, you know. So so, but but then, I'm trying. I'm a, I'm a business guy, okay. What do we do with this radio station? This radio station is for entertainment, you know, for people to listen to music, you know, and, uh, you know, nice songs. And we build people's businesses. Exactly. Okay. So yes. over, over the weekend, I went, you know, a couple places. I went to Culver's and I had lunch. And when I drove into Culver's, I took my phone and I, you know, recorded a little short video. You know, there were like five cars in the drive through And I recorded, hey, it's great to see people out. I, I remember seeing that. That was I, cute. I got someone who called me yesterday and said... You should take that that video down you put down about Culver's. That's terrible. You're suggesting people go out and spread germs. I'm going like, oh, my God. That's because <laughs> President Trump but, went on national television, no, but, addressed the nation, and told him, told us basically to stay inside. Well, uh, no, the... But, um, what's the, it called? The, the group, the panel. The Well, you know, and by the way... I, if somebody is sick in your house, you're all. If somebody is quarantined in your house, you're all quarantined you know, for 14 days. Which reminds me, next break, let's talk about that because I learned something yesterday from that press conference that I did not know. Did you know? Okay, if I said to you, the the uh, you know the uniformed services of our country. Okay, who would you say they were? Uniformed services. Arm army. Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, uh, Air National Guard, no, no, that's National the, Guard. No, no, that's those are considered part of part of the part of the whatever they're in. Oh, they're, Marines! They're, I mentioned the Marines. Yeah, but the Air National, the, the National Guard's considered part of whatever branch they're in. Like, there's the Air National Guard; they're part of the Air Force, and the Army National Guard's part of the Army. Oh, oh the got Army. it. I did okay. not know that. Okay, but, so okay. Y- you gave five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know there's eight? That doesn't surprise me. There's probably a special ops. No, 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 no. That's all part of the various branches. You'll never. Okay. You'll never. So what? 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 What are the other three? We'll talk about it next hour. You won't believe one of them. You won't believe one of them. When I, I, w- I will. When, no. When I read this article, I said to myself, "What? <laughs> they're they're in a uniform service? Yeah, but, but." Oh, I forgot Homeland Security. No, I don't. I'm not sure on that. I'll, they're I'll, here, they're ne- by themselves. Ne- next break, 
We'll talk about it, okay? It is 6.58. Okay. Westplex 107.1. Good old Ed Sheeran. Camille. Camille. Here we go. Cabello. Cabello. But it's like Camila because it only has one L. And Cabello, you don't say the L's because it has two L's. Do you know that? You've always said that. I did know that because you've said that. Crazy stuff. Since you found out about it. And that's like when I worked on my car over the weekend. I yes. opened, I, I looked on YouTube to uh, get some, you know, information on how to fix this particular problem. And I realized that when I was, when I was screwing the bolt into where it was, where it was supposed to go, that my problem was I gave it two Uggaduggas and I was supposed to give it three Uggaduggas. So what's an Uggadugga? <laughs> You know, sometimes within industries, you have like inside jokes and and there's this one guy that does all these videos uh, and the guy's name is, I mean, it's amazing to me, all these things that, that are on YouTube, but this guy's name is, his screen name is Chris Fix and he fixes cars, but he fixes them in his driveway and he's a pretty darn good mechanic and every once in a while, he'll put up a bogus video and the one he put up which i still think is so funny is the muffler bearing he talks about how, how you know if you you know it's it's and he gives examples of a car that you know you know like he has a video of a car that has quote unquote a bad muffler bearing and it the exhaust sounds funky so he does this whole video on replacing a muffler bearing in your car. And there is no muffler bearing in your car. But he actually cuts open his exhaust system under his car. You know, he does these videos. And, and he cuts open the exhaust system. And he pulls out this old bearing, which obviously he stuck in there beforehand. And it's got like, you know, the, the ball bearings are like falling out of it. And you can see the thing is like destroyed. And he goes, oh, there's a problem. Bad muffler bearing. And he puts in a new bearing. And then when he shows you how to uh, torque down, because there's a thing called a torque wrench, that when you are reassembling something, uh, most manufacturers have a torque rating on each fastener. So if you have like a bolt, you know, a certain bolt, you look in the manual and it says that bolt has to be torqued down to, you know, 40 foot pounds. So he, he, just, he puts the thing back together and he shows using this this wrench and he says it's a special wrench and and you you have to you have to uh, you know turn the wrench to two to three uggaduggas again what is an uggadugga it's nothing it's b it's, is it it's, a unit of measure no it's bs so and, oh. and what's and what's happened is like one uggadugga right. two uggadugga <laughs> right. three and he started he started this and now if you look at some of these fix it videos on youtube you'll see guys who are really showing you how to fix something but yet they'll throw this in Okay, now you're, you're, you know, you open this up and you, you take these two bolts off and you pull this, you know, this valve out and you put the new valve in. And when you put the cover back on the valve housing, you take your wrench and you, you tighten the bolts down to three Uggaduggas. So it's gotten to be like a running joke that people are using this as like a real term. But most of the people are throwing it in now, you know, like, you know, just as a joke. You know, it's it's sort of like it's like an inside joke. You know what I mean? Oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, it was it, it was funny to me. It probably wasn't funny to you. You're probably going, that's stupid. Well, now that I understand, I mean, Brad, you have to understand, although maybe you, you just don't get it, which is surprising after seven years. You should know me by now. But I pretty much believe the things you say because you're so... <laughs> uh, smooth and adequate, you know, um, not adequate, um... I'm sorry. Uh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you're just, you know, you're like, you're a great storyteller. Like the left-handed monkey wrench? You need one of those. You know what the left-handed yeah, monkey wrench is? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to talk about this. And I, I threw this out. The eight uniformed services of the United States of America, okay? here I, And here's the easy ones. Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard. Okay, there's five. The newest one is the Space Force, number six. Oh, I forgot about yes, that. Yes, that's number yeah. six. And what I learned yesterday was the USPHS Corps. 
The U.S., United States, PHF. Public Health Service, which was uh, which was officially chartered in 1889. There were two doctors on the stage yesterday with Trump when he was giving his press conference. And yes, the, there was, and an admiral. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. This was interesting, is that the admiral is not in the Navy. He's a USPHS guy. He's not in the Navy. Oh, this okay. Is, this, and what's interesting is this is the United States Public Health Service, uh, uh, or whatever it is, and it's Commission Corps. They are actually given, there are no enlisted ranks. They're all officers. And, and once again, I learned this from Brian Evis. He taught me this years ago. When you count the stars, you know how you know, you know what the general is by the stars? No. Be my little general. A brigadier, a brigadier general is one star. A major oh, general yes, is okay. two stars. A lieutenant general is three stars, stars. And a just a general general is a four-star general. Okay? So the one, and, and they weren't generals. They were called admirals because in the U.S. P.S. They follow the the rankings of the Navy, so they wear Navy fatigues. That's what they had on where they weren't fatigues. Yes, I, I was wondering about that. Yeah, well, but they're in the USPHS, and the one guy was a four. He was an, a four star admiral, and then the other guy was a three star admiral. Now here's the eighth one. You'll never guess this one. This is one I I read this yesterday. I thought to myself, I would have never guessed that one. You'll never guess it. You know who it is? No. NOAA Commission Corps, N O A A, the Weather Bureau guys. Yes. They have a commissioned corps version of NOAA, where these guys have a military rank. And why did they do that? I don't know. I read this and I thought to myself, I don't get that. What is that? And and let me see if I can find it real quick the definition of this. But it's like it's like okay, the NOAA. Maybe guys? those are the ones that are on the on the front lines whenever there's something that is is going to happen with Mother Nature. Okay, here it is. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Commission Officer Corps, known informally as the NOAA Corps, is one of the eight federal uniformed services of the United States and operates under the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, a scientific mm-hmm. agency overseen by the Department of Commerce. The NOAA Corps is made up of scientifically and technically trained officers and is the smallest of the U.S. uniformed services. It is one of only two the other being the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps that consists only of commissioned officers with no enlisted or warrant officer ranks. And it talks about in here that, that you know, there's, they do this, uh, that traces its origins to the establishment of the United States Coast Guard and Geodetic Service Corps in May 22nd of 1917, which the service recognizes at its, as its official birthday. The Coast Guard and Geodetic Service Service Corps transitions in, into the United States Environmental Service Administration Commissioned Officer Corps in 1965 and then to its current inception of the NOAA Corps in 1970. And the mission is, the NOAA Corps is the smallest of the eight uniformed services. It has over 300 commissioned officers, but no enlisted or warrant officers or personnel. The NOAA Corps today provide a cadre of professional trains, uh, professionals trained in engineering, Earth sciences, oceanography, meteorology, fishing, uh, fishery sciences, and other related disciplines. NOAA Corps officers operate NOAA ships, fly NOAA aircraft, manage research projects, conduct diving operations, and serve in staff positions throughout NOAA, as well as positions in the United States Merchant Marine, United States Department of Defense, United States Coast Guard, United uh, uh, NASA, and the United States Department of State. So those guys wear uniforms too. So I guess, you know, I mean, I'm going like, I had no idea. So these... I used to wear a uniform. Really? So did I. Boy Scout. Uh-huh. And I've always had a badge. I've, had, I've worn a badge since the, since the 80s. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? That had nothing to do with what you were saying, <laughs> but it just came well, to my mind. As usual with Shelly, I'll say something and Shelly say, hey, you know, there's a thing that happens on Tuesdays uh, every fourth year of the, of the month. What? Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so, but but these guys who were on stage yesterday, well, not stage, but at the, the pressing, uh, the, the, you know, the, the briefing room in the White House, these guys are part of the USPHS. 
and and they're doctors, but they're essentially uniform doctors, but they don't, you know, they're not, they don't carry guns, but yet they have the ranks and the dress of the Navy, which I'm going, okay, I don't quite get that. Just like the NOAA course. Why do you got, why do you have to have uniform guys who are in the Weather Bureau, right? Why, why do you have to wear a uniform? The Weather Bureau guys do not wear uniforms. These guys do. Yeah, those guys do, but the, the it, NOAA but Corps it's been do. a long time since I've been inside um, Walden Springs. So, um, but they don't wear uniforms, to my knowledge. Oh, they do. They do. You didn't know that? Not in that core. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The, the guys in Walden no, Springs. No, outside of the core. No, the weather, the weather guys, the weather wizards, wizards of Walden Springs wear uniforms. I'm going to have to check that out on my own. Check to my own satisfaction. You don't believe me? No. Call You call them. I mean, they, they have uniforms they wear out there. I've been in there before. They they have the... They, I've been in there before, too. And I was... When I was running... When I went to school for the FAA, there was a weather bureau right next to us. Well, when they... When they... Uh, you know, in the, in the armed services, they have what they call... You know what a BDU is? No. BDU is what they call their battle dress uniform. And yeah. and and um um out at the weather bureau, if it's like just a normal day, like you know, the sun's out and stuff like that, they wear one um, you know, one set of uniforms. But if it gets really funky, you know, the weather gets bad, like, you know, storms and things like that, they wear the BWU. What's that? The battle weather uniform. Okay. Mm. Look, it's seven twenty one. You don't believe me. I believe what you're saying about the uh, eighth. Oh, eighth sir, arm or, or uniforms. Yeah, the eighth one. Okay. But I don't believe that that the uh, weather wizards out in Weldon Springs wear uniforms. And 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 you know what else you just messed up? What? Say the location again. The weather w- wizards of Weldon Springs. Yes, you made a mistake. Huge What'd mistake. What I say? The mayor of of Weldon Spring will have your head for that. What did I say? It's singular, not plural. <sighs> okay, grammar Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> it's Weldon Spring, not Weldon Springs, because there's I only... never picked you for one of those, but <laughs> wow. There's only one spring out there. So when you say Weldon Springs, it's like not correct because there's only one. Yeah, I, I would just say Research Park and be done with it, but no. No, no, no. And, you know, there's a Weldon Spring Heights. I do. Yeah, bizarre. Okay, we've got to take a break. 722. West Plex 107.1. Of all the songs we play, that is the most censored song. <laughs> because you've heard, you've heard the regular version of that, Shelley? Yeah, it's Lonely AF. Yes, right. <laughs> so, yeah, we play the uh, the clean version of that. <laughs> yes, we do. And it's a fun song. I like it. Shelly. What? Sm- do you smell that? Does it smell like up dog? Yeah, it smells like up dog. You smell that? Yeah, I, I smell the BS. I do. <laughs> I already had my Ugga Dugga used on me this morning. <laughs> so tell me about that. Oh, 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 oh. I was I was told something needed to be fixed, and to fix it, it was going to take two ugadugas. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking That's about, cute. it goes back to a previous conversation of of stuff. Like for example, of Brad messing with Shelley. Okay, yes. here's one for you. When you see some of the firefighters, and you see the firefighters who are out there. Do okay. you know what they did? What? They are the sweetest thing. So they got a new refrigerator upstairs. Yeah. And the one refrigerator that was up there was still in good working order. They just it just had some issues. Yeah. And so they brought it downstairs. So now I have a refrigerator for me and my guests and ice. Wow. I wow. know. Well Aren't I was they good. I was gonna tell you that that maybe they've done this before, but there's these videos on on, on TikTok. There's a lot of firefighter videos on TikTok, okay? And okay. what they do is the noobs, you know, the new firefighters, uh-huh. They ha- one of the things they have them do is to roll start the, the uh, concrete saw. 
of the metal saw. You know what I'm talking about? Like you ever seen those big? They're they're like it 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 looks. They're made by like steel. You know the chainsaw company, and it looks sort of like. Um, you know, a chainsaw, but instead of having a chain and a bar on it, it has a big old abrasive wheel, and they use it to, like, cut into cars, you know, like they cut out the roof of a car, stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I've never seen one in person, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, so it has a big old, you know, abrasive wheel on it, like a cutting wheel, like a big old monstrous saw blade, right? So (laughs) they get these new guys, the firefighters, they would say, now, occasionally, what'll happen is the pull starter of the of the uh, the the saw will break and you have to roll start it so they have these guys grab the saws and you know turn the ignition switch on and then roll them down like the parking lot and try to start them is this a joke well it's a joke that they use on these guys because it doesn't work that way. You know, like you, you can, like a car that has a manual transmission. Back so in, it's their hazing. Yes. Back in the day, you know, you, I don't think you can do too much anymore, but back in the day, if you had a car, I mean, like I had a friend of mine that had a stick shift car and he never replaced the battery. So, I mean, every time he would park somewhere, he'd always have to park going downhill a little bit. And, you know, he would, uh, you know, then when he would leave, he would just turn the ignition on. And he'd put it like in first or second gear and he'd push the clutch in and he'd roll the car down the hill a little bit. And when it got, you know, maybe five, 10 miles an hour, he'd pop the clutch and the car would start. Right. So that's what they were doing with these guys. They were saying, OK, well, oh, that's you funny. know, you know how you, you know, like, you, you know, you, you know, you, 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 you push start a car. Well, this is the way, you know, if, if the if the if the the cord, you know, the you know, the you know, the starting cord breaks. You know, you, this is you. You know, and you're in a situation where you got to use that concrete saw on a job. You just roll it down the street, and it starts. So Sounds got, like something you would do to me. Never, I would never do that. You absolutely me. would. <laughs> no, so, 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 ask ask the guys there if they've ever push started one of their saws. Or I guess you call. I will. Roll- they actually have a new a new new firefighter. His name is Ben. I met him yesterday. Really cool guy. And um, I'll ask him. Yeah, roll start your your concrete saw. It's seven twenty nine. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It's uh, Shelley's favorite artist, Post Malone, and that song this week is number one. Depending on which survey you look at, I think it's number two or three on a couple of the others. But uh, on one of the main surveys, which we won't mention, it's numero uno. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and and, and you know what? You what? know, to to uh, to uh, celebrate that, he got a new tattoo in his face. Uh huh. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Okay. Um, yesterday, if you watched the press conference with President Trump and the uh, the guys who were you know the admirals and and the all the other stuff, okay, they gave out a one sheet handout. Have you seen this yet? No. Front and back, it's uh, on white paper, and it's uh, blue, black, uh, the printing is. And this whole thing was uh, the president's coronavirus guidelines for America, 15 days to slow the spread. And you know what the main points are? No. Listen to and follow the directions of your state and local authorities. That's number one. If you feel sick, stay home. Do not go to work. Contact your medical provider. That's two. Three, if your children are sick, keep them at home. Do not send them to school. Contact your medical provider. By the way, for most of the school districts, at least in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, today's the last day. Do you know that? I did not. Yeah, today's it. I knew they were going on... Well, they're going on lockdown like, vacation, but... and it starts tomorrow. So today's last day. If someone so in your what? Hu- I'm sorry. Okay, with well, number four, if someone in your household has tested positive for the coronavirus, keep the. I'm trying to read this. It's real smart print. Keep the entire household at home. Do not go to work. Do not go to school. Contact your medical provider. That's number four. Number five is if you are an older person, stay home and away from other people. And number six. If you're a person with a serious underlying health condition that can be uh, that can put you at an increased risk, for example, a condition that impairs your lung or heart function or weakens your immune system, stay home and stay away from other people. That's on the front side of the sheet. On the back side of the sheet, they give you uh, do your part to slow the spread of the coronavirus. And um, it talks about food hygiene and stuff like that. Um, and they're saying that if everybody would... 
uh, abide by these rules. Just basically rules. shut down their lives well, no. for 14 days? No, 15 days. But they're not saying shut it down. They're just, I mean, it's not like what's happened in San Francisco. We talked about that this morning where essentially. Yeah, they're on lockdown. Yeah, they, they essentially, you're not supposed to leave out. You leave your house. And now, now think about that for a minute. And you know what's funny to me about this is, you what? know, you know what a prepper is. Have you ever heard that term before? Prepper? I do know what a prepper is. Okay, the preppers are the people that think that there's going to be like you know, like the you know the the um, you know the the zombie apocalypse is really real. That you know that something's going to happen and and we're going to you know there's going to be these crazy people or we're going to get invaded by you know the Chinese or something like that and or there's going to be like a huge natural disaster that's going to um, you know like a meteorite would hit the world and we'd have like a dust storm like you know our nuclear winter stuff like that anyway for a long time the preppers have been made fun of i don't think too many people are making fun of the preppers right now because they're the ones that for a long time have had all the food stored away you know the 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 vacuum packed food which will stay good for like you know 20 years and and you know big bottles of water and stuff like that and uh, you know probably they have lots and lots and lots of toilet paper and you know what else i heard this morning you know what else is like gone from the shelves again what ammunition I heard that to the point where all of a sudden, you know, and we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago to the point where ammunition has gotten so I mean, at least two weeks ago, you'd go to like Cabela's or our, our uh, um, you know, Bass Pro. And mm-hmm. I mean, they had, you know, tons of it and probably the cheapest price I've seen in years for like the common stuff like nine millimeter and 22 long rifle and stuff like that. All of a sudden it's gone. Can't find it anymore. It's gone. There's a lot of things that are gone. Is that crazy? I mean, you know, think about that. Do you have a lot of ammunition at your place? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> that means you're thinking about getting some or you're thinking if you have some. No, we have we have ammunition. You do? Yes, we're we're armed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I've, I've got uh, I've got uh, my one gun, you know, uh, fires Uggaduggas. Uggaduggas. <laughs> you're an arsenal brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm an arsenal, all right. Yeah, okay. Uh, it is 7:41. Westplex 107.1. Oh, you know what? I gotta stop this. Hold on a minute. I'm playing a song on my phone. Hold on. You know, if you ever go on uh, on uh, Wikipedia and you look at artists, I always go on Wikipedia. Well, it's you, almost as good as the Urban Dictionary. Well, you look at artists and their music style. Like, for example, this is a group from the 60s and 70s called the, called the Fortunes. They're out of England, okay? Yes. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you here. Let me find it again. My phone just glitched on me. Let me Wikipedia. Uh, because I'm going to ask you what style music this is because I, I see all these things on here about uh, the Fortunes. Okay. Uh, hold on. F-O-R-T-U-N-E-S. Okay. The Fortunes. Their music style is, their genre is described as Mercy Beat, M-E-R-S-E-Y-B-E-A-T, Mercy Beat. What is that? what's that for? I don't know. So, So you click on Mercy Beat and it tells you. Mercy Beat was a music publication in Liverpool, England, in the late in the early 1960s. It was founded by Bill Harry, who had, and talks about classmates. Da 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 da, and. It says here it has nothing to do with the music, but it says that Mercy Beat became a style of music from the magazine. Okay, so how in the world do you get a style of music from a magazine? Does that make any sense? Well, they probably took the words of the magazine and then made songs to them. Okay. And that inspired them to... Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, so so here here we'll we'll pull up we'll pull up um, Postal Malone. By the way, you know what his real name is? Uh, is it like George Austin Richard Post? Okay, and if you look at the style of music, it shows pop, hip hop, R and B, and trap. Do you know what trap is? No. Trap is a style of hip-hop music that originated in the southern United States during the late 1990s. The term trap refers to buildings where drugs are sold illegally. 
Early producers creating trap music included Lil John from Atlanta, Georgia, where the term originated, who, along with Manny Fresh from New Orleans and DJ Paul from Memphis, worked with local artists in Atlanta, including Dungeon, Family, Outkast, Goody Mob, and Ghetto Mafia. Another pioneer of trap is Two Chains, and the genre is typified by subdivided hi hats heavy sub-bass layered kick drums in the style of Roland TR-808 drum machine, typically in halftime, syncopated rhythms layered with abstract or orchestral synthesizers, and an overall melancholy to dark ambience and lyrical content. <laughs> now, could, could you... That was a lot. <laughs> can, did, did you get that? I mean, no. I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you have to be like a music nerd to write something like that. Like, you know, typified by... There's a whole bunch of music nerds. It's a subculture. Subdivided hi-hats, heavy sub-bass layered kick drums. Uh, They even mention, you know, the the drum machine. Half-time syncopated rhythms layered with abstract or orchestral synthesizers and overall melancholy to dark ambience and lyrical content. So when you hear a song come on the radio and you go... Oh my God, that's trap because it has subdivided hi hats, heavy sub bass, classical uh, layered kick drums in the style of Roland TR eighty eight oh eight. People would look at you, and go like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Right? Yeah, but they would expect that because we're in radio. Do you do you do you know all that? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, no, of course I don't. But people would expect that from us. Well, they're going to be disappointed in me because every time I look up an artist like like on Wikipedia and I see this, I think to myself, I have no idea what this is. Like, for example, let uh, give me an artist. Give me an artist we're playing right now on the air. Uh, uh, Selena Gomez. Okay, let's see. Selena, let's see what her music is. Selena Gomez. Okay, and we'll see what kind of, what it describes what her music is. Okay. Pop, dance pop. And electro pop. Okay, what's the difference between pop, dance pop, and electro pop? Do you have any idea whatsoever? Well, it's probably kind of, yeah, I do. Like electro is a completely different style of music than dance. Okay, but here's what's sort of funny the definition for electro pop is a music genre combining elements of electronic and pop genres. Usually it is described as a variant of synth pop with heavy emphasis on its electronic sound. The genre has seen a revival of popularity and major influence since the early 2000s. Wiki, wiki, wiki. (laughs) Okay, how about dance pop? Dance pop is a popular music subgenre that originated in the 1980s. It's generally up-tempo music intended for nightclubs with the intention of being danceable, but also suitable for contemporary hit radio. Developing from a combination of dance and pop with influences of disco, post-disco, and synth pop, it's generally characterized by strong beats with easy, uncomplicated song structures, which are generally more similar to pop music more than freeform dance genre with an emphasis on melody as well as catchy tunes. The genre, on the whole, tends to be producer-driven, despite some notable exceptions. <laughs> who writes Thank you this? for reading in your best teacher voice, well, no, Brad. Who writes this? I mean, I'm thinking to myself. So what is AC and what is hot AC oh, and what is hot, hot AC? Oh, don't even go. Well, here, 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 here let, one, one more. Here, here, let's go to, let's go to the guy who was hot for a while, the EDM. You know what EDM is, right? Electric. Electronic yeah, dance music. Okay, I don't. so let's oh, let's dance music? yeah, let, David G U E Geta. Okay, let's see what he does. He is his music is He's a DJ. Yes. Okay. Here's what. Okay. Here we go. Here's here's his genres: EDM, house, progressive house, electro house, dance pop, big room house, and future house. What the heck are those? What is what is future house and here let's let's look at that. Right, let's look at big room house. What is big room house music? Okay, big room house music is a subgenre of electro house that gained popularity in the early 2010s after artists like KSHMR, Dimitri Vegas, and and like Mike Hardwell, Nicky Romero, Blaster Jacks, Martin Garrix, and R3HAB began infusing it into their musical style. Have you ever heard of any of those artists? I have not. <laughs> 
<laughs> they must be on the B side. I'm going like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, and what's that's it, not our demographic. Well, it is because we do play David Guetta stuff. But once again, it's to the point where I, I've seen this before and I always shake my head and think to myself, I had no idea I was listening to Electro House, you know, or I had no idea I was listening to Dutch House. Okay, what's here? Here, let's look at this. Doug, Dutch House. Dutch House, sometimes referred to as Dirty Dutch, is a style of Electro House that originated in the Netherlands and found prominence by 2009, mainly pioneered by Vado Gonzalez and DJ Chucky is primarily defined by complex rhythms made from Latin-influenced drum kits, a lower emphasis on bass lines, and squeaky, high-pitched lead synths. Influences on the subgenre include Detroit techno hip-hop and other urban styles of music. Holy cow! Who knew, right? Who knew? Okay, what about Sam Hunt? Uh, well, okay, let's see what it says about... Give me a whiny, one of the whiny boys that sang. <laughs> let's see Sam Hunt. Let's see. Sam Hunt, it's probably just going to say... Well, no, he's probably good. There, there's all sorts of different genres of country now, too. Let's see Sam Hunt. Okay, and his real name is Sam Lowry Hunt. Genres, country, country pop, and R&B. Okay, that's so that's pretty that's pretty simple with him. Uh, yeah, country pop, country R and B because he has been accused of having a little bit of R and B in him. Um, give me one more, one more, and we're done. One of the whiny men that sing. Who? Give me an example. Who's whiny? I men. don't know. I don't know what their names are because I block them out. Whiny men. Um, Sam Smith. He's sort of whiny. Yeah, that times. sounds like okay, a good Sam one. Sam Smith. Let's see what Sam Smith does. Okay, we'll see what Sam Smith does. Uh, his name is Samuel Frederick Smith. That is really his name. Yeah, he's pretty okay. interesting. I mean, pretty boring. R&B, pop, and soul. That's pretty much it. So we're not considered pop, are we? Who knows? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, it's, you know. R&B and what? Pop and what? R&B, pop, and soul. Soul? Soul. So the whininess is his soul voice? I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, once again, if you have, um, you know, somebody who's like, you know, musicologist, I mean, you know, I used musicologist. to, one, one of the program directors I used to work with, and maybe I've developed a little bit of that. I mean, he could listen to a song for the first time. I mean, he could listen to the entire song and he could say, eh, nothing. Or you go, that's a hit. And nine times out of ten, he was right. I mean, it was amazing. We, you know, he. We sometimes we sit in the office with him. Would you take bets on him? Oh, he was pretty good. I mean, to the point where, where you know, I mean, but but see, what's happened is that's gone because now it's all numbers and research and stuff like that. In the old days of the radio business, you know, back, you know, way back when in the fifties and sixties, well, in the fifties and sixties, how much money you paid the DJ to pay the song, but that's a whole other story. But once you got past payola and plugola. It was you had music directors and program directors who would sit in a room and play the records and going hit, nah, stiff. That's what we call them, hits and stiffs. Hit, hit, stiff, hit, stiff. You know, and this guy that I used to work for, he was, I mean, he was, he was, he was on the money nine times out of ten. I'm telling you, he, you know, and, and to the point where I could still, every time I hear some of these songs that we started playing, because we played a lot of this music early, um, you know, I still think of him thinking, man, I remember I sat in the room when I first heard that song. And he said, oh, that's a hit. Oh, it's a hit. And the joke was, the joke was, the line that he used all the time, which was sort of funny, was, it's a hit, card it up. You know what that meant? It means to put it on the cart. Because you all used to be on a cart system, did you not? Yes, all the music was on. We every, All the commercials and the songs were on individual cartridges. They looked like A-tracks, but they weren't. And that was the running joke. The line was, it's a hit, cart it up. So we would go back in the studio, and we'd take the record, and we'd put it on a turntable, and we'd record it into one of these cartridges. And we'd put the cartridge into the air studio, and that's what we played. So it was a hit, cart it up meant, you know, you know, Immediately put it on the air. And we did. Back in the day. Uh-oh. Hey, last break. I just knocked my soda over and it's all over the place now. It's, Uh-oh. Did you hear it? I did. Okay, it's 801. So did everybody and else. I do. I do kickstart my day with Mountain Dew. Love it. I get made fun of like that. You drink Mountain Dew. You have those people that are snobby. Well, it's just like, it's your coffee. Well, once again, yes. It's like, it's like you know, it's like, you know, I should go to like... 
to hang out at uh, at uh, Starbucks. Although, can you go into them anymore? Is I, it, I don't is, know. Have Starbucks that, turned that's the question? Has Starbucks turned into drive through only now? Everything's drive through only. Or curbside pickup. You know, I, I you know we haven't talked much about the <laughs> or the, delivery the virus stuff this morning, but. Are you tired of getting the emails from all the people you've done business with telling you how great they are at like cleaning everything nowadays? I mean, I I'm mean, not tired of it. I actually kind of appreciate it that uh, they care enough about me uh, to send me an email. I got one yesterday from the, the the CEO of Quiver River Electric, okay, telling me how all the things they're doing to make their electricity clean. And I'm like scratching my head going like, okay, no, hold on a minute now. So in other words, you know, if I'm using Quiver River Electric, uh, it's clean. But if I'm using Ameren, there might be virus coming through my, like, my circuit breaker box and through my outlets. Maybe it's a conditioned line. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, and what, what's crazy about it is, it's like, we're doing everything we can. You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm going like, okay, whatever. I, I didn't know. get a, a letter from Quiver. I'll, I'll send you mine. It's no, it's it's a video. It's the, no, it's, it's okay. You can have it. It's the head guy. You know, he's in his office and he's talking about we're doing everything we can to keep your electric free from viruses because we know that viruses can hide in your electric lines. I'm going. What did he say that? What? No, he didn't say that. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just sitting here eating <laughs> with a spoon and again. Yes, that's Whatever, right. Brad. You may not you may not believe it, but viruses can come through your electric lines. And here at Quiver River, we put special filters on our electrical devices so that none of those viruses will come into your house. We're the only electric company in the country doing this right now because we care about the health of your electricity that comes into your house. Okay, now, okay. For it's only, enough talking about look, it's eight oh six. It's time for us to, to uh uh, bust a move. For only three thousand dollars, we'll come to your house and put our okay, brand new our brand new virus filter on your electrical box, and we promise that no viruses will come through your electrical service. Okay, so it's eight oh six. Everyone, have a fabulous day. Am I going to get in trouble um, with that? I know things are different right now, but uh, they'll get better. They'll, Everything is going to be all right. You say what now? They're they're different. What do you, what do you mean they're different? You know they're different. Stop it. Like what? Our whole world has changed in an instant. Oh, what are you, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yesterday I went to the store and I had my choice of 42 different brands of toilet paper. Oh, my God, it was great. Was we great. all know that that's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's, in your life, did you ever think there are certain things that like when you go into the store – they're locked up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you, like in some stores, they, they lock up the, the shavers, you know, the men's, you know, because people yes. are always, you know, yes, and they I have them like in a that. locked cabinets, thing like that. Did you ever think in your life there would be a time when the toilet paper was like held at the cashier stand and you had to go like cigarettes right you know they're like behind the counter miniature bottles of right food. right exactly they're behind the counter so that you know the regular customers can't get at them and and try to stuff them in their coat and you know oh i'm gonna steal a roll of toilet paper you know <laughs> did you ever in your life think i that heard that there, there were actually fisticuffs that uh. were you know people were coming to blows over this toilet paper hey you know what I did? And I'll tell you, to fight that, here's what I did. I went online and I bought, I found one of these places that does wholesale, you know, towels, like bath towels and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I went online and I bought a 48-pack of 12 by 12 washcloths. That's actually kind of wise. Yeah. It, it'd be like uh, baby diapers. Right. And now I don't have to worry about toilet paper anymore. No, you don't. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Okay, go ahead and say it. I say what? <laughs> Come on. Okay, it's 8.08. Now it's time for the most uh, charming man in St. Charles to step up to the microphone and say... Hi, Shelly. How are you doing? Oh, no, that's not the right guy. <laughs>